Hello, welcome to day eight of Podmas here on a Sideways Live podcast. I'm Leanne. And I'm Al. Hello. And we're back again, back, back, back again. At risk of annoying anyone who's listened to the previous seven Podmas episodes very quickly, Podmas is 25 days of podcast. It's all about Christmas. We've done the first three letters of podcast, the last three letters of Christmas, put it together, Podmas, you're now on day eight. Is it, what did you say the other day? It's your, your advent calendar by yes. the medium of podcasting. Exactly, exactly. And uh, and today we've got a treat for you because, we, well, if you're teetotal, then maybe not a treat. But Yeah, <laughs> if you don't drink, feel off. free to skip to day nine. Yeah, yeah, because we are talking about Christmas drinks. Now, regular listeners will know that we're not adverse to the odd tipple. Um, we have been known to, to drink a little bit of wine or some gin from time to time or even a little bit of whiskey. Maybe. Uh, maybe. We might even be drinking right now. However, the thing we want to talk about this time, this this episode is Christmas drinks. So. Yes. And the song that inspires this episode, which I think, I think works quite well, is Burl Ives have a holly jolly Christmas. Exactly. So is that it? Sounds holly about jolly? Right. Or a jolly holly Christmas. Jolly holly? Which one is it? I suppose if you drink too much. Holly jolly. Holly jolly. If you drink too much, then I'll be lonely this Christmas might be more. <laughs> um, or a Christmas you'll never remember. I'm not sure that is a song, actually. Anyway, went off on a bit of a tangent there. So, let's talk quickly about the drinks that make us think it's Christmas. Well, I think we should start with the standard drinks, the one that you just pour out of a bottle and it's, it's lovely. Yeah. For me, I mean, any time of year it's marvellous, but Christmas is not Christmas without too much Baileys, right? Exactly. Like you want to drink so much Baileys that you're reaching for the Rennies before you go to bed because exactly. it's not gone well. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, other... <laughs> Other cream whiskey-based drinks are available. Um, uh, Sainsbury's does something called the Shithouse Cottage or something. And, and Lidl's one's fine. It's fine. They're okay, but they're just but not the same. let's be honest. There's only one Bailey's. Caroline? Caroline's? Is that another one? Oh, yeah. That's maybe. not bad. It's not, it's not bad until you put it next to a glass of Bailey's. And then it ain't great. And the thing about Bailey's... Call me a traditionalist. Call me old-fashioned. We'll get on to old-fashioned in a minute. But <laughs> nice. I just like a Bailey's. I like a classic Bailey's. I've tried the ones that are like salted caramel and coffee and chocolate mm. and whatever else. Fine. But I just want a classic Bailey's with a load of ice. And leave the bottle, please. <laughs> now, for those people who are listening perhaps in Indonesia or Fiji who've never come across Bailey's, how would you describe it? So Bailey's is a cream-based whiskey liqueur. So you get, and, and it's very Irish. Bailey's is Irish, right? Mm -hmm. My my heritage, my family, they, uh, we like a Bailey's. <laughs> <laughs> if only to celebrate our heritage, not sure, we just like a Bailey's. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's creamy. It's got a slight whiskey taste. Um, it's very rich. It's massively carolific. Carolific. It's got a lot of calories in it. That's what I'm trying to say. I wanted to help you, but I wasn't going to. <laughs> yeah, over ice, delicious. Christmas, Christmas in a glass. 
So it's about sort of nineteen percent ABV. What would you, what would you Americans call that? Nineteen percent is double, isn't it? So it'd be forty-eight uh, percent proof. I don't know whether that's exactly right. Liqueur. Um, yeah, liqueur. Um, now, what, Leanne likes a Bailey's with a bit of ice, but um, Teresa, who's Leanne's mom, likes a Bailey's with a bit of ice and. Mm-hmm. So Teresa Gopsil, who is my mom, and if you don't know her, she is a bit of a legend. The mm-hmm. people that know my mom, she's a legend. And what I enjoy about people who know my mom is that they have very different views of her. For example, my one of my best, best friends, Dave, who I've known since I was like 16, always has an impression of my mom with an Irish accent. She's a scouser. She's from Liverpool. <laughs> yes, her family's from Ireland, but she has no trace of an Irish accent. <laughs> but because she's such like a, she's an Irish mammy, isn't she? Like she mm-hmm. wants to feed you. She wants to give you wine. She wants mm-hmm. to give you a cup of tea. She wants to constantly like, do you want a cup of tea? Do you want this? So I, I enjoy that. And go on, go on, go on. And she does do that as well, mm-hmm. actually. Will you not have a sandwich out? Mm-hmm. But then also my mum, and it's, you know, when you reach our age, listeners, if you're about a similar age, like 30s, mid 40s, our parents are in their 70s, you sadly start to lose loved ones over the years. Mm-hmm. And my mum is just stoic in those yes. situations. You can see she's hurting, you can see the emotion, but she holds it all together for her family. And it's 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 quite a wonder to see. But Al has now turned this stoicism mm-hmm. into his own little narrative that he now believes that my mum grew up as part of the Liverpool Mafia. She did. I'm <laughs> convinced of it. She's basically Tony Soprano, but with a better haircut. <laughs> so you can, you can imagine. You can imagine. So somewhere between an Irish mammy and and the matriarch of the, of the Sopranos, mm-hmm. Bailey's isn't enough for my mum. No. Bailey's doesn't do it. It doesn't have enough kick out. It doesn't cut it. So instead, we were, when was this? Maybe like five or six years ago, we were back mm-hmm. for Christmas and we had we were having a Bailey's, a wee nightcap, as my mum mm-hmm. dad liked to call it. And I was like, would you want some, um, do you want some JD in that? <laughs> I was like, what? Jack Daniels. <laughs> like, like, do you want some Jack Daniels in that? So like, in, in my Bailey's, mum. She's like, yeah. <laughs> like, All right. And as long as you do a considered slow pour mm-hmm. and shake quickly so it doesn't curdle, mm-hmm. my God, that woman's onto something. She really is. So, yeah, so if you're tempted to uh, lace your Baileys this Christmas, we highly recommend doing it with Jack Daniels. Absolutely. We're going to nickname the, the cocktail a Gopper Popper. <laughs> <laughs> after, after Mrs. Gopsil, we've just made that up right now, is a Gopper Popper. And, uh, and yeah, so all you have to do is find a glass, find some ice, find some Baileys, find some JD, and go and sit at your mum's kitchen table and listen to her tell you stories of your, of when she capped some guy for looking <laughs> her the wrong way. And I would recommend two parts Baileys, one part Jack Daniels. Yes, unless you really, really want to sleep. <laughs> so Speaking of mums, mm-hmm. your mum also has a favourite tipple. That does, does span the year as, as a Bailey's lace with Jack Daniels does for <laughs> my mother. Um, but she introduced me to this and I love it. And it reminds me of Christmas, probably because we tend to have it around Christmas at your mum dad's. So talk us through Pat Elliott's favourite Christmas tipple. So my mum's from Edinburgh. Uh, so And she's very, very Scottish, even though she pretends she doesn't have an accent, but she sounds very Scottish. Um, and her favourite drink is something called a Whiskey Mac. Um, and essentially, it is just blended whiskey. You don't need anything fancy for this. Blended whiskey, 
and then you need some Stones ginger wine. Now, I know this is going to be very England or UK-centric. We've not seen Stones ginger wine very many places. We're not talking about ginger ale. So it's not that Canadian dry, forget that. It's not Jamaican fiery ginger beer. It's mm-hmm. not that either. It's a wine made of ginger or made is from ginger. Is it a fortified wine? It is a fortified I think it is a fortified wine. So you've got your whiskey at 40%. You've got your, which is this basically is a similar idea to your mum. Whiskey at 40%. You've got your fortified wine at around about 17, 18%. And what she puts in is, is roughly two, I think it's two parts ginger wine to one part whiskey. I like it with a bit of ice, but the whole point... I prefer it without. The whole point of this is to warm you up because the heat of the ginger gets stuck in your throat and warms you up and then you've got the whiskey and everything. If you're not a big fan of whiskey, try the Whiskey Mac. Go to mm. most most bars. that If you look along, you're looking for a green bottle that says Stones along the top of it. Scottish brand. And you ask for a Whiskey Mac. If they don't know what it is, it's two parts. I, I, well, better just Google this, but it's two parts um, ginger wine, one part whiskey, and it is freaking glorious. In fact, it's so good that the local pub in my mum and dad's village um, have started stocking um, the ginger wine, and when my mum walks through the door, the landlord will turn around and grab the, the, the wine, grab the whiskey, make her a whiskey max. By the time she gets to the bar, like some kind of duchess. Like a, the queen that she is. <laughs> her whiskey mac is waiting for her. I am so sad that we forgot momentarily about the whiskey mac when you did your your quick trip back to the UK. Mm. Because I cannot believe we didn't get some Stone's ginger wine and we will we will not find it here. If you're out there, if you're a listener who is in some kind of like alcohol trade or knows a way to courier over some Stone's ginger wine, get in touch, we will pay you handsomely. The other thing to consider though is that I did come back with two litres of Baileys and I think there is a restriction of coming out of the UK into the EU with... Yeah, and I understand what we said, Baileys, it's a staple at Christmas time and it's it's half the price in the UK than it is here in Croatia. True. But at the same time we have access to Baileys here. Mm. What were we thinking? Oh well. Oh well. oh, well, we'll have it at in May when we go back. Okay, so that is kind of, um, I think that's that's it because both our dads tend to be more sort of beer or wine guys, don't they? They're not really. Yeah, I think the only thing you're, because Brian, our dad, is a wine journalist, a very good one at that. You should check out his blog, midweekwines.com. Dot com. It's amazing. Um, but he's, he's very much, um, I mean, obviously there's always wine, but he's very good at sourcing like the, the really nice ports. Like not just the ruby ports, but the tawny ports as well. And I know it's kind of a tradition between our families that like, because mm-hmm. our, our parents don't see each other at Christmas because they live so far apart. Um, but there'll always be a present exchange. My mum sends Welsh cheese. Pat and Brian send a really decent bottle of ruby port. Um, and that's something we always enjoy on Christmas morning. A little glass of, of ruby port at your mum and dad's, maybe a glass of tawny port. Just is Christmas Christmas without port and cheese? No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And in fact, while we're talking about the sort of we're still on single drinks here, we're not on mixed drinks just yet. We will be going on those in a second. Then the um, then if you don't like sherry, then please unsubscribe because you're no friend of ours. 
but uh, <laughs> a good cream sherry mm. or um, as we spoke about in the last on the last uh, or oh, maybe four or five episodes ago um, there are six different types of sherry um, think of it like uh, wines white wine has got chardonnay sauvignon um, chablis etc etc the six different types in fact chardonnay and chablis are good are a good example but I don't know enough about it to go into it, but um, and you start off with fi- uh, Manzanilla, then you go to Fino, then you go to Oloroso, then you go to Sweet Oloroso, mm-hmm. Dark Oloroso. I can't remember. It's light and dark. Dry and sweet Oloroso. Dry and sweet Oloroso. Then you go into Cream, which is the one that you tend to get in the UK, which is Bristol's Harvey Cream or Harvey's Bristol Cream, <laughs> um, and then finally you go into Pedro Jimenez, which is a very thick fig tasting delicious over vanilla ice cream it is it is so um but they're different so if you fancy a little bit of sherry have a look for something called palo cortado um it's in sainsbury's um a little small bottle um and it is kind of a fino so it falls into the fino if i remember palo cortado means the cut stick don't know why it's called cut stick but it must be some reason behind it um and just have that with salted almonds mm. Because you drink it on its own, it tastes like wine that's gone off. But have it with salted almonds or something, or something salty, anchovies or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Change your life. Olives, even. But or even olives. Yes, you're right. But if you're uh, if you but you need, I think I think everyone needs. If you like a little bit of Bristol cream, then everyone likes a bit of Harvey's Bristol cream in the morning. And oh, it's a blue yeah. bottle as well. Oh yeah. I say in the morning. I mean Christmas morning, not like <laughs> not every on a morning. standard Tuesday. Although to be fair, it does round off those uh, those sharp <laughs> Tuesday edges morning, of a morning. <laughs> so we're going to go on to mixed drinks now. Or have you got anything else to say? No, I have nothing else to say. In that case, then shall we talk about what we're drinking right now? Yes. So this is a, a cocktail that we uh, we have recently discovered and decided to name. Um, so I think we had. I think I bought a bottle of Prosecco for when some friends came around and for some reason we didn't drink and it had been sat in the fridge for about six weeks. And Sunday I was like, Christmas film, let's get the Secchi out. So we did. But obviously I had a couple of glasses. Al's not a big fan of Prosecco. So the next day, yes, it was Monday. Don't judge. It's December. We were looking <laughs> at this open bottle of Prosecco thinking, hmm, what could we do with that? So how did you discover this this thing? I think it was because we also had a bottle of, of Campari. Campari. <laughs> okay. okay. So I had a bottle of Campari from last year and I was Googling to see if it went off. And it doesn't go off, but it does apparently lose a little bit of flavour if you get sugar around the top, which this one had. So I was like, well, it's probably not going to be good for our Negronis, which, spoiler alert, we will come on to that. Um, so I thought, well, let me have a look have a look and see what cocktails. And one of the cocktails came up saying, if you have some Prosecco, and I was like, I do. And if you have some Campari, and I was like, well, I do, then combine the two. The idea is you take a wine glass, you add some ice, a good handful of ice, you add maybe about 50 ml of Campari, then you swizzle the the, the glass around. I'm doing it with my hand, you can't see this. this, this. <laughs> you sw- it's beautiful swizzling though. <laughs> so you move the glass around for maybe about sort of 60 seconds, so it chills out all of the glass and the Campari, then top up with Carver. And it tastes like a kind of a... Or Prosecco. Sorry, Prosecco, I keep saying Carver. Carver's or a Spanish. Or Carver if you're in Spain. There That's fine. A sparkling wine. Not a good sparkling wine because no. you're not going to taste the... Don't put Bollinger in there. Spark- no. Don't put the good shit in there. No. No. Get the stuff. You know the stuff from Sainsbury's like... Or Lidl that's been... It has a screw cap. Yeah. It has a screw <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Top it up with that. And it's like a quite a bitter cherry, smoked cherry sort of flavour with a bit of... And it's just, it's just lovely. 
it's a bit like a different version. I guess you have quite a lot. It's like Prosecco with, um, what's it called? The Is it Cassis or something in the big round bottle with the gold around it? Sure. Do you know what I mean though? It's like a dark fruit. I think liqueur. I do, but I don't know what it's called. And you just put a little bit in. It's a similar thing. It does it. It makes it very dry. Like a kirsch. A bit kirsch Royale. Yes, exactly. Like Kirsch right. Royale. Exactly. Kirsch. Sorry, Kirsch Royale. I like it. I really like it. Yeah. Really nice. But just a bit different. And when and it doesn't match if you carve as, sorry, your Prosecco is a little bit flat. It's just really nice. Or a bit cheap. <laughs> or a bit cheap. So if you're having a Christmas party and you want to give people some bubbles. There we go. There you go. And uh, it's also much like a box fizz, but the Campari. So it's a bit potent good fun <laughs> anyway so that is we have called we've named it though well what's the proper name the the proper name is a campari spritz boring like an apple spritz boring. or another spritz you want to have what have you called it the rudolph love it she even goes and takes a cherry and sticks it on the top that looks like rudolph's nose absolutely it's very cool what else we got um in terms of cocktails i think one that you did for us last year based on so this would have been december 2020 the, the dark times people i'm sorry <laughs> to take you back there um <laughs> unsurprisingly we drank through that period mm. alone at christmas mm. um but the summer before, so the summer of 2019, mm -hmm. we were lucky enough to spend some time in Tuscany. Thank you to one of my lovely clients who put us up and paid for us, and that was nice. Mm -hmm. um, but when we were there, actually, I think we, we ended up staying a few days afterwards, didn't we? We were we there did. two weeks of them, and we stayed maybe a few days after that. And we went to a beautiful, we were in Lucca, which is a gorgeous city. If you've never been like a walled city in, in, in Tuscany, beautiful, about an hour, mm -hmm. an hour from Pisa. Um, and we went to a restaurant and Negroni has been on our radar for a little while. We enjoy Negroni. Um, so we asked, you asked your man, do you have Negroni? He was like, I have a Negroni or I have my Negroni. I'm like, okay, okay, talk us through it. <laughs> and what he basically had done is he'd made a Negroni and I was going to talk you through how to, the recipes do that in a second. Um, but he'd put it in this um, wooden, a mini wooden barrel and stuffed it with rosemary and left it for six months. Mm. My God, <laughs> it was so, so good. Like the fragrance from it, the taste of it. It was more actually the smell than the taste that it mm. added to, but it was so beautiful. So when we were in Slovenia last year, um, and if you've spent much time in Europe, you will know that there are just rosemary bushes in every garden. You can't buy rosemary in the shops because no. why would anyone buy it? Everyone's got a rosemary bush. <laughs> um, so Al clocked this and was like, got an idea. So he made us his Christmas, Al's Christmas Negroni. Um, and he's going to tell you the recipe now. It's very complicated. So get a pen and paper. <laughs> Money joking. So there's just there's just there's three ingredients and then a bit of garnish. It's a standard Negroni, but I think we might be we might be adding we might be building it up by saying it's Al's Christmas Negroni. But basically, it is gin, Campari, um, and uh, Martini Rosso, or um, what's the actual vermouth? Red vermouth. Red vermouth. There is a better red vermouth, and I forget the name of it. It's gone from me. Uh, Rosso adds a pinch, but if you can get a, if you can spend a bit more money and get a decent vermouth, um, just research it. Just do some googling. There's some brilliant, lovely vermouths out there. Equal parts. So the idea is you put it equal parts: gin, Campari, vermouth, load of ice, mix it well. Now, if you like things, they've got three different sort of flavor profiles there. You've got the vermouth, which is sweet. 
you've got the Campari, which is bitter, and you've got the gin, which is dry. So if you tend to like drier dishes, uh, dry dishes, drier drinks, then put a bit more gin in there. If you tend to like more bitter drinks, then put a bit more bitter. If you like something more sweet, then put it in a bit more sweet. If you go to a decent bar... So the bar, sweet being a bit more sweet would be a bit more vermouth, sorry. and a bit more bitter would be a bit more Campari. I'm sorry, yes, you. I got excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so add those all, and then go and get your rosemary sprigs, a couple of rosemary sprigs, and then mix it using your rosemary sprigs. If you want to be fancy... Oh, and you've got to do, a, and you've got to do. Sorry, the ants just just mind what an orange looks like, and you t- <laughs> and you take the skin of an orange. Try and avoid the white bits. You you cut the skin of an orange off. Squeeze that over the top. It's got to be a fresh orange. If, if you pick the orange up and it's a bit squidgy, don't use that. Get a fresh orange. You should squeeze it over the top. And if you hold it under the light as you squeeze it, you should see all the, all the little bit oils coming out of the skin from the orange. Wipe it around the rim. Throw your orange peel in. Mix it all up with your um, uh, with your rosemary. Sit back and enjoy, and it is immense. It is immense. It, it is immense. It is immense. If you look back to our Instagram, actually, about this time last year, you'll see a picture of Al's glorious Christmas negronis. They were so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, vermouth is in short supply in in Central Europe, mm-hmm. and we. We were lucky enough to find a bottle last year. Today, actually, went for Ruth hunting. Mm-hmm. And if you're in Croatia and you're wondering where to find it, and thank you again to the Facebook Istria group, yep. run by run by the wonderful Melissa. Honestly, you're a lifeline. Mm-hmm. Um, the wonderful group told us to look in Kaufland in Croatia, and we did indeed find it. Not just one type of red vermouth, but there's a selection. Well, there was two. <laughs> it's a selection. <laughs> there was more, one more there was than last year. <laughs> there was a choice. They had Rosso and something else. Uh, so we will definitely be keeping you updated on Instagram about our Christmas vermouth. Yeah, so as vision this year, because we um, unsurprisingly have a couple of empty gin bottles knocking around, <laughs> is to um, to actually make it like we were inspired by a man in Luca in Italy um, and actually let it marinate for a little bit. So we're going to make a bottle of of um, Negroni's, stuff it with rosemary and leave it until like the week before Christmas. So basically what I'm going to do is get a time machine, go back three weeks so it can infuse because the week before Christmas is this Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, it's good enough just putting the rosemary straight into the glass. Imagine if it's got a week to sit in Fester. Fester. True. Okay, any other, because we're getting, we're on 22 minutes now. We're just (laughs) (laughs) talking about alcohol. What what else you got? got Anything else? surprised me. What else have I got in terms of a Christmas thing? The only other one, and I've, I've said this to you before, I've, I saw a recipe on the BBC Good Food app, which is actually a really good app. It's not, it's a shit app, but some great recipes on there. <laughs> but if, um, there's one that caught my eye when I was, because I am one of those losers that just scrolls through recipes on a Saturday morning because it's fun. Um, and one that I saw in the Christmas collection, which I might like to try, is a mulled gin. Oh, I'm not sure about this. So it's it's gin, as you'd imagine, apple juice, a bit of lemon, and then lots of spices. So we're talking bay leaf, cloves, cardamom pods, cinnamon sticks, juniper berries, coriander seeds, and then a little bit of honey to make it sweet. I think that sounds delicious, and it's warm as well. I think that sounds good. It does sound good. I just I don't think making it sounds good to me. I think. Well, I'll, I'll make it if lovely. you'll drink it. Lovely. I'll do the Negroni. You do that. There you go. 
know. So we'll keep you posted on that one. Keep an eye on the Instagram stories. We'll try that and we'll let you know how it goes. But I mean, it's got a five stars on BBC Good Food. So it's got to be good. Yeah, I'm feeling confident. One last quick one then. If you are looking for a really simple, I can't even call it a cocktail because it's two drinks. But if you have any slow gin yeah. knocking about. Now, slow gin is amazing. And my dad used to make it. He used to go and pick slow berries, which I don't know what they would be in the US or Australia. They're kind of a little bit like damson or black cherry or cherry, um, but they're not. So you get slow, so you get these slow berries. And what he used to do. S L O E, right? That's right. And what he used to do was get a, just a standard bottle of gin from Lidl or whatever, stuff all the berries in a, in a bottle, fill it up with gin, this is in June, and then leave it to December and you've got slow gin. And that's really good. But what's even better? And I remember tasting this when I was about 12 years old. This sounds like the beginning of a story that, that I'm going to tell you how I was abused, but actually it wasn't the case. Uh, we were carol singing because that's what we did when we were kids. And it was cold as <laughs> you like. Um, and, um, and one of the dads there had a little hip flask. And he's like, have a little toke on this. And I picked it up and I had a little go on it. And he's like, that's good. I was like, Christ, that's good. Um, and even at 12, my unsophisticated palate was like, yes, I, <laughs> this completes me, is what I thought. Um, and basically, it was 50% slow gin, 50% whiskey. It's not something nice. you want to yeah, drink and then go out for like an, a nine-hour session because you'll yeah, be... Yeah, you'll be in bed pretty soon after exactly. that, right? Exactly. But it's very nice and a little sort of like, you had a busy day, the fire's on, it's all nice. Go and get yourself a slow, slow gin. Whiskey, just general general blended whiskey, 50-50, bosh. Slurgeon, also just delicious with you with your normal tonic. That's true. Um, I did a little Googling, and it's also known as Blackthorn. Oh, right, okay. There we go. So, yeah. Speaking of, like, needing to warm up, uh, mulled wine, obviously. You don't need us to talk to you about mulled wine or glue vine. It's standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that we actually discovered when we were in Latvia for the first time on the run-up to Christmas was hot chocolate laced with rum, mm. dark rum. Oh my God, mm-hmm. oh my God. Mm-hmm. It is so good. We've seen it since in, we saw it in Austria, didn't we? We were in Vienna. Yep. I think we've maybe seen it in Prague maybe. Mm-hmm. But it's brilliant. Just make your, your favorite hot chocolate, put a couple of shots of dark rum in there, thermos flask, long walk, that at the end of it, it warms you up from the inside out. <laughs> it's just like a warm glow. I remember in Vienna, and my, I think we went we went to get one, didn't we? We saw him, we like, get one of them. And my sister Claire was like, what what, what, what you got there? It's like hot chocolate rum. And she's like, oh, I'm not sure about that. She took one sip and she was like, I'll be back. <laughs> and we had to hold the bus for her while she was getting her hot chocolate and rum. <laughs> it's so good. Definitely, definitely want to, want to try. Definitely, definitely. Right, I think, have we covered everything? I think 25 hours, 25 hours now, 25 minutes talking about alcohol is probably enough. Yeah. But hopefully we've inspired some Christmas recipes, either for you to enjoy with your your nearest and dearest, or if you're having a party, maybe it's it's a little something you could try. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my favourite and my one that I would definitely, definitely say to try if you've not tried it before is the rosemary Negroni. Just yes, delicious. Go do it. Go do it. And um, uh, like we, like you did last year with your uh, with your Christmas drinks, send us a. Um, uh, um, uh, um, what am I trying to say when you put an image, you put a photo up on the internet on the, <laughs> tag on us, that, tag, tag us, tag us on Instagram. <laughs> That's the f- Jesus. 
Um, so tag us on Instagram. Send us what you're drinking. Tell us to, and teach us. We yeah, want to learn. What are we missing? Yeah. Right. Uh, we. <laughs> We're not going to tease you tomorrow. We're not going to tell you what tomorrow is because it's a surprise. It's a surprise. Which means we don't know yet. It means exactly <laughs> we don't know. But there will a, be another podcast. There will be another one. And depending on how much we drink tonight, it'll either be around alcohol and jovial or it'll be very, very quiet. <laughs> because we've both got a really big hangover. Maybe. See you tomorrow. 